Now, the European Commission this week allowed the release of €10 billion in cohesion funds for Hungary, while that country's President Viktor Orban continues to block a €50 billion financial package of aid for Ukraine. The decision to allow EU funds to go to Hungary but not Ukraine has put the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen in the spotlight once again. She was already under pressure after expressing support for Israel in the wake of the Hamas attacks. John O'Brennan is Professor of European Politics at Maynooth University. He says Ursula von der Leyen should resign and he's with me now in studio. Welcome to the programme and thanks for joining us. Why should the President of the European Commission resign? Well, firstly, I think because the rule of law issue, Justin, is so important to the European Union. The Union is nothing if it isn't a union of laws. And what the Commission did this week was to, in justifying its decision to unblock the 10 billion for Hungary, was to say that Hungary had actually met the legal milestones that the Commission had set for it. This included reforming the senior ranks of the judiciary, for example. But actually, every single expert in EU law that has looked at this says it is not true. And it's consistent with Orban's behaviour over a very long period of time. The reason the Commission did what it did on Wednesday was it knew it was facing a disaster on Thursday and Friday at the summit meeting, and they tried to save something by getting Orban's promise that he would not veto the opening of accession negotiations with Ukraine. Now, I think that's far too high a price to pay because the opening of negotiations in and of itself is only symbolic. People were saying it's momentous, it's historic. It isn't. The accession negotiations are going to be a very, very long haul. In Ireland's case, we put our first application in in 1961. We joined in 1973. It takes about 10 years at least. And Orban said on Friday that he is going to use the veto against Ukraine in 2024. So for me, what they got in exchange for this 10 billion was an absolutely meaningless exercise. The the Commission says that it it has received sufficient guarantees uh, to say that the independence of the judiciary uh, will be strengthened. You don't accept that? This is an utter lie. Now, that's a very strong claim for any academic to make, I think you will agree. All of the evidence shows that Orban has thrashed the rule of law in Hungary and he's done it with the collusion of the European authorities because for a whole variety of reasons, they haven't had the political will to take this on. And for me, the significance of this is about the way in which democracy is being corroded from within the European Union. We already have a number of EU states where the far right is in power, three in total. I'm convinced that within a year that could be five or six. And if you combine that with the potential return to office of Donald J. Trump, we are looking at the extraordinary corrosion of European democracy. And that's what our leaders don't seem to see. Would would having a different president of the commission, though, have made uh, things any different this week? I'm not sure. If you go back to 2019, von der Leyen barely squeaked through Uh, when the vote came in the European Parliament. Now, we're looking at European Parliament elections next June. I think it's almost certain that her party grouping, the European People's Party, which Fine Gael is also attached to, is going to lose seats. And we're going to see significant new strength from the far right in the Parliament. So I think whatever 
she does, if she gets the nomination, she's going to find it very, very difficult. I'd also have said, Justin, that if we had been having this conversation in September, I'd be saying very different things. She had actually proved to be a very good president of the commission Mm. through the COVID crisis, through Ukraine. But in addition to this, her handling of the Gaza issue has been really, really dreadful. She has associated herself, the commission and the EU, almost unequivocally with Israel, while 20,000 Palestinians have been killed, the vast majority of them civilian. Um, we, we have seen a, a change in tone uh, today, I think, from some EU countries, France most notably, joining Germany. We've seen the UK as well um, uh, calling for a sustainable ceasefire in Gaza. Um, there was no agreement this week at the summit uh, to call for that ceasefire. Is EU unity breaking down? We haven't had EU unity on this issue at all from the very beginning. Um, And it's not just in Brussels that we can see this problem manifest itself. If you look at votes on the ceasefires that have taken place in the UN, for example, some member states like Austria and the Czech Republic have voted against. Ireland has voted for those ceasefires. The vast majority of states at times, including France, have just abstained. So there's been no unity of any kind. And what it reveals, I think, is the truth of the old statement that the EU is an economic giant and a political pygmy. Von der Leyen, when she came to office, she said she wanted this to be a geopolitical commission. Well, when you look at the way in which the EU has failed to cohere on this issue and others, that just looks like a fantasy, to be quite honest. John O'Brennan, Professor of European Politics at Maynooth University, thank you for coming in to talk to us today.